Hey, what's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horn, and this is this is the NWA, the podcast celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest pro wrestling entity of all time, the National Wrestling Alliance. I'm going to be real quick here. Just wanted to let you know this is part one of our little series we're going to do leading into Mission Pro Wrestling's Hell Half No Fury. This interview is with Robin Reed. Uh, you may or may not know Robin Reed, and if you don't, I think after this interview, you're going to love her. Uh, she is formerly known or still known as the Disciplinarian. Um, she has been all over the place in independent wrestling, as you'll hear in this interview, and I hope you'll check her out. We've got all of her social media and everything in the interview itself, so again, I don't want to waste too much of your time. just wanted to give you a little preface here that Hell Hath No Fury, Mission Pro Wrestling, comes up on September the 18th. That's on Friday can't make it live obviously you can watch it still online at the title match network and you got to get that thing you got to check this thing out top to bottom this is an event run by women and as you'll see here robin reed is the head booker uh at mission pro wrestling right now uh so i hope you enjoy this and it sounds like there's more to come so it's pretty exciting but you get a little glimpse into robin and what she's thinking about wrestling and how she appreciates women's women's wrestling and uh, I think it's just an interesting uh, discussion. And uh, hopefully you'll check out the show, Mission Pro Wrestling, September 18th, Hell Hath No Fury. I believe it starts at 7.30, if I'm not mistaken. And it's going to be a hell of a time. So check that out. But no more wasted time here. Let's go to Miss Robin Reed. So are you um are you are you teaching online right now or you do you do you get to go like um, in? mostly online right now. Sorry, hopefully these dings go away. It's I left my work email up and it's just ding 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 ding. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, uh, right now most of the classes I just found out this week that I have to go in and teach one class of like seven or eight kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of pissing me off a little bit, if I can be honest. Yeah. Pretty, pretty blunt, pretty honest. Kind of pissed me off because it was so unexpected, and they're doing it to other teachers. And teachers like, what the hell? You just told us that we're teaching from home, and it's a mess right now. My job is a mess, and that's why my mind is. That's like been my thing all week, and I'm just, I'm so glad. Like you, I checked my Instagram, and then I looked at the calendar. I was like, oh my god, I did have something. Oh my god. So sorry. <laughs> no, you're 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 perfectly fine, and and no, I, I like I said, I, I'm I'm appreciative of your time, and uh, and I understand you're uh, really busy, and right now it's tough for everybody, and especially for folks like you doing what you what you're doing, um, because mm -hmm. a lot of people that may not know you actually are a teacher, like you're saying. I mean, uh, yeah. is it is it that you're having to go in right now? Is that what's driving you crazy? Like, is it is it the masking yes. up and the like everybody's yeah. You're worried like with precautions and stuff like that yes yep yep because there's already been like outbreaks at schools oh. and i'm like oh lovely and i have like an illness great yeah thank you put me in harm's way i appreciate it oh man that stinks um yeah <laughs> well, hopefully that gets better for you because i i know I, I a lot of people are frustrated with with everything that's going on right now so. yeah yeah. When you, I don't mean to pry, but like when you say you have an illness, like are you, like you, you just think you're more susceptible to it or something? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. If I catch it, I, that, that will probably be a problem. I gotcha. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we wish you luck cause you, you got big stuff coming up. So you don't, you don't Thank need that hassle. <laughs> no, nah, hell no. Like, I don't want to miss this show. Like, do you know how damn bummed I would be if I missed this damn show? No, I, I imagine so. Godly. You got a, you got a big role in this one. And, uh, and yeah. how, how long have you been like actually teaching? Like, is it the same amount of time you've been doing this other stuff? Uh, Oh, honestly. Yeah. Seven years. I've been a part of the education system for seven years. Yep. Okay. And uh, now I've listened to some interviews with you, so I don't, I don't want to make you have to tell the same old stories over and over again or anything like that. Cause I know, I know you, you probably are not even just talking to me with everything going on coming up, but um, 
like you, it sounds like you grew up watching wrestling a little bit, but it wasn't like you immediately started out just like wanting to get into it, right? Right, right. Yeah, I grew up. Um, I'm originally from South Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, I'm in um, Greenville. Oh, shut up! Really? Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> I am. And so, um, what happened? And so, military kid moved all over the place. Um, I, my mom grew up really watching it. My dad watched it too, but my mom grew up watching it with her grandfather and her dad. Um, and they would go to like, I guess, North Carolina, South Carolina, um, Wahoo McDaniels. She always talks about him and Flair and all those people. And um, so I just remember watching it. My brother, who was a little older at the time, he was, uh, he was watching it. And then I kind of walked in and I always tell people the very first story I, I remember was seeing uh, Papa Shango. Papa Shango, I can yeah. say it right. He put, um, I think, some voodoo on to the warrior. And warrior just, like, threw up the green, like, the fake green shit or whatever. Oh, no, no. I totally remember that. I remember that standing out to me, too. Like, because uh, then there was, like, one interview where he's, like, uh, this ooze starts coming down his face or something at one point, and I, like yeah. he was messing with him. Yeah, and it's yeah. weird now because like I think people get caught up in like the um, I don't know. I see it online people like complain about the I don't know another word for it, but like cheesy stuff in wrestling or something. And I'm like, well, I don't know, man. Like back when I was growing up, there was still like I mean, this guy was putting a voodoo curse on the Ultimate Warrior. There's a lot yeah. of a lot of weirdness in that whole scenario. <laughs> Yeah, the guy's name and, is the ultimate warrior and he's fighting the voodoo priest. And yeah. <laughs> and so that's, that's what I remember watching. And so I never thought to do it. And I had watched wrestling um, for years. W, WCW was the thing in the South. Um, mm -hmm. I lived in Atlanta for a while. And so, you know, they had like power plant there. And it was funny because our neighbor who was a fitness guy he he ran one of the gyms there um macho man lex luger hulk all them would go work out at his gym and so my little sister answered the call one day just answered his phone one day and she ran back over to the house because we were we were that close where we were just running to each other's house and she was like some guy on the phone named name uh who she said lex luger is looking for mo and everybody was like what like lex luger like are you serious and so i i still remember that story yeah so grew up watching it um all the way up until like my right before i went to college and then i kind of stopped watching it saw bits and pieces there you know doing the college thing and then I was talking to my nephew, um, who has cerebral palsy, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm watching wrestling, blah, blah. And I'm like, let me see. I'm like, who are you watching? He was like, John Cena. And I was like, who the hell is John Cena? Like, you know. And so by, when I stopped watching it, it was, you know, a whole new crop of people to come in. And so we were sitting there, we were watching it, and randomly I was like, I wonder if I could do this. Never thought to do it. I wonder if I could do it. So, yeah, and right. that's the most random thought I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, a lot of people, now, this this I'm interested in because I think a lot of people might have that idea. I mean, I grew up loving wrestling, like, my whole life, and I always thought, man, it'd be really cool to be a wrestler someday, but I didn't do shit mm -hmm. about it. Like, you yeah. know, I just, I, I just went all about my life. So yeah. it takes, like, this other extra step to, like, actually – go do it so where's that come from for you like what was the can you think of like what was the thing that made you like no seriously I'm I'm really gonna be a wrestler now just the bond that it gave me with my nephew mm -hmm. and I saw how much he was into it and I took him to a WWE show in Wichita Falls Texas um was it 2012 for his birthday it was just us and we were sitting like ringside and um just watching like Natalia, it was Natalia, and I'm trying to remember who she were, it may have been Alicia Fox. And um, they were working and I was like, okay, I was like, I think I'm gonna try it. Like, I wanna try it. And so it was that bond that, you know, that connected me and my nephew, you know, I already loved him, but it was just like, oh my God, like, you know, 
I, I, I miss watching this stuff. I remember watching this stuff growing up. And so we would sit there and talk about it. And I think that's what made me actually give it a try. And I found a place like 35, 40 minutes from me that did training. And so I started training there for a little bit. Were you always hard headed where you were just like, I got something in my mind. I'm going to just go do it like this. Uh, kind of. Yeah. Cause it was to a point where it was like, you know, well, F it, you know, better to say that you tried than you didn't and always wonder if. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, let's see how this goes. I can tell you that my, um, my mom was like, oh, absolutely not. I'm just, uh, no, I don't approve of that. She was against it. Like, <laughs> and then I don't know, my parents, like somebody talked to my mom and she was like, okay, fine. If you do it, you just got to have insurance because I'm not paying for anything. I'm not doing this. And my dad was just like, you're going to get your ass kicked. That's literally what he told me. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, that's, that's, it's funny you say that. Cause um, and I was going, I was w sitting here wondering, I'm like, uh, so how long does it take till you're starting before you're like, I don't know if this was the best idea now. Mm, I, when I first did it, when I first got in the ring, I was just like, I like this. Like, I, I don't know. It was some weird thing, you know, getting knocked on your ass and then just getting back up. Like, y'all, I'm good. You know, yeah. I was sore as hell, you know, which is typical when you're first starting out, you know, um, like your body is not used to like bumping like that so much. So you're going to be sore for a while. And I, I knew that I wanted to keep doing it. I gotcha. That's cool. And and now I know you trained at this, uh, this smaller place for a little while. And then you went to like, I mean, you, you were trained by a legend, like you, you, and you were, you were determined. It sounds like you had it plotted out. I mean, I heard you talking about you looked at OVW, uh, yeah. at, uh, the Dudley's place. And then you ended uh -huh. up settling in with uh, Booker T school and, yeah. uh, trained by a legend there. That's, that's kind of neat. Like, uh, what yeah. was it just the location that sold that for you? Um, yes. So I had lived in Atlanta prior to coming back to uh, Texas because I was trying to try. Um, I was looking for a sports reporting job. So that's what I went to school for is to be a sports reporter. And um, I had the opportunity. Thank God. It was really cool. Uh, I was a sports reporter for Fox Sports Southwest. So I had a chance to intern there, cover some shows and stuff for them. So I moved to Atlanta. Atlanta didn't pan out like I was hoping it would. And so I came back and I was sitting there. I'm like, what the heck am I going to do with my life? Because, you know, I feel like there's no opportunity for me in reporting right now. And so that's when wrestling came about when I was watching with my nephew. And it's, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. What was your question again? No, you're not, you're not <laughs> rambling at all, man. This is supposed to be a conversation. No, it's... <laughs> Well, let me ask you this real quick, too, because, uh, I mean, I, I didn't realize this about you, but you brought up the sports reporting thing. So, uh -huh. like, I mean, that sounds kind of cool, too. Like, how do you, I mean, what, has sports just always been your thing? Were you, like, athletic yeah. in school and stuff? Um, I was athletic. I wasn't the most athletic, but I was athletic. I was a tennis player. But okay. my entire family, that's, like, our thing, sports, track and field, basketball, football, like, those were our things. So here I am, the unique one doing, you know, I'm doing tennis. And I was like, I love sports. I know about so many different sports, you know, about hockey. And um, the only sport that I had issues with really learning was golf. And I'm just like, oh, it's so boring. Oh. Right. But I love hockey. I love hockey. Um, but it just, it was something that was in my blood, just sports. So I watched it all the time. I uh, went to school for it. I did radio, television, and film classes, all that stuff. So I had that experience, got accepted as an intern at Fox Sports Southwest, interviewed some amazing people, the Mavericks, a couple Dallas Cowboys, Mark Cuban, so many different people. Um, in the locker room, interviewed them, the uh, Texas Rangers. I was there, you know, Ron Washington, all those people. It was really cool. It was cool. So, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that, so it sounds like you've got like kind of a background in like a lot of different things in the yeah. sports world. So that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. You're, you're coming in with all of that, but uh, yeah, I think originally where I was going, is like you, you ended up settling well, and not settling, but you chose Booker T school uh, yeah. to go to just you were you were back in Texas at that time and so it was just like yeah. I guess it was the most convenient is what really made you decide yeah. that 
I was scared, to be honest, I was scared to go outside of Texas just because of how things went for me in Atlanta. You know, I didn't have the best experience there. You know, just I was like, this city has changed from when I was a little kid. Um, but I was like, I don't want to go outside of Georgia. Not super fond of Florida at the time. I was like, I don't want to go to Florida. So I was like, I'll stay in Texas. I was like, I'm familiar with Booker T, you know, being a WCW kid growing up. Right. Um, power plant not too far from where we lived and I was very familiar with Harlem heat and I was like oh this will be this will be really cool so yeah I I decided to go to Roe yeah like I mean now I'm always curious about this part too with like those kind of schools because I know I'm there's a bunch of wrestlers that have opened up schools and stuff and uh Uh um but like is, is like Booker T actually there fairly often like he's he's regularly there with you I know he was there uh, I'm trying to remember if it was when I was first there or before I left. He started being there more because I know he was doing commentary and stuff like that. And they had him traveling for all the pay-per-views. He would be there and he would try to hold um, tape study, film study, at least once a week, you know, when it was plausible. But there were times, you know, he's traveling so much, he was just tired. He wasn't there like every day, but he was there a good handful of times per month, I would say. I gotcha. I, I, I'm always curious about that. Now I had a friend of a friend, I guess you'd say, who told me a story one time that they went to Shawn Michaels school back in the day. I think that was yeah. in Texas too. And uh, uh-huh. But he said that he was, uh, and you know, I'm not trying to throw shade on, on Shawn or anything because it's especially during a, a different time in his life, but they said that they were got hurt like uh, a couple of days before and Shawn was there like before he was supposed to be there. And anyway, they were sitting up in the stands and they were just supposed to be there like watching and yeah. uh, taking it all in. They said like Sean Michaels came up to him like part of the way through the time he was sitting up there and he was like, Hey, I just want you to know, like I was watching today and I see something in you. Like you, you got something going on. I, I watched you out there today. <laughs> he said he didn't have the heart to be like, uh, I, w- I, was, I wasn't out there today. <laughs> like, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just take it. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know who you are, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so I always wonder about that with like the actual wrestlers that have the schools, but it's cool to, to hear they get involved in, in that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, being an NWA podcast too, like WCW, like, um, I mean, we cover a lot of what the NWA does. So obviously that involves like Thunder Rosa and stuff like that, which is uh, uh-huh. one of the first things that turned us on to Mission Pro. But uh, yeah. anyway, Santana Garrett's a former NWA women's champion too. And she had a big part, right, for you? Right, right. She was the first um, woman to ever train, help train me. Okay. Um, I was about probably three, three and a half years in when I started working with Santana great person um she's really simple really cool to work with she is actually the reason how i ended up working with wow okay so you know we still talk i'll go over you know if i'm asking her to you know put something together for me we'll sit and we'll chat for a little bit you know she keeps me updated with what's going on but really great girl she's great yeah she she always seems really nice every time i've seen her and stuff um Mm -hmm. What do you teach, by the way? I was just curious. World history. World history. Okay. Yeah, I love history. I'm a social studies head. I'm I like I love social studies. Okay. All right. I was just curious about that. I didn't know if it'd be like English or you know what, it, or if, or if it was like literature, since you're going to be writing a lot and that sort of thing. No. So, so. The, my passion for writing started when I was really young. Because I remember saying as a little kid, I want to be an author. I want to be an, I love writing. And I remember being in middle school, I would sit down and actually write scripts. I'd write scripts. Um, I remember I got up to like 25 pages, like me handwriting. Um, And I'm like, oh, school's tomorrow. All right. So I got to push this off to the side. (laughs) So I've been like, I love writing. I love coming up with stories. You know what I mean? Because I feel like in this business of professional wrestling, there could be a story for everyone. You know what I mean? Even if it's, you know, not the main event people, you could still do stuff with other people. And that's what I, I just feel like there's a story for everyone. And I've always said that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and I, I think you're right. And but what I, I won't, I won't spend all day making you recount your whole life story, but I'm curious, like the, 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 the your, your disciplinarian thing that yeah. you had. Um, I mean, that, 
did you have an idea for what you wanted to do? Like when you got into wrestling and talking about writing stories, did you have like the, the made up story? Like you're like, this is who I am. This is what I'll be. And, and was the disciplinarian like anywhere close to that? Or that just was like a whole different path. Uh, disciplinarian was a whole different path. Um, and if I can remember, cause my memory is like crappy. Um, I'll explain that in a minute. Um, when I first started, like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was like, I want to do the stuff Lita does. You know what I mean? I was the only girl at the school and I could do that. But then when I got to Roe or reality of wrestling, I noticed there's like, I walk in, there's like 10, 12 girls. And I'm just like, I'm one of the bigger girls. I can't be doing Rana's and wheelbarrows and all that stuff. Like I'm going to have to learn how to be a base. And so I had to switch up, um, the styles that I was doing before. And so I, I didn't, I didn't really start knowing until a couple years in, cause I was like, okay, what do, what am I, what, what am I doing? Um, when I got hooked up with uh, Stevie Ray as my manager and then um, beginning of 2017 is when I started wanting to do like a militant kind of gimmick so which is why I went out bought the beret the shades as a um, as a dedication to my father who was in the military retired and so um that's when I started coming into that disciplinarian um as they were coming back in you know the tv deal and all that stuff Santana testing all them they were you know I guess sitting down with David McClain and they were trying to figure out okay what about this person because originally from what i understand santana told me she thought i was going to come in as this character named um oh my gosh i forgot her name but she was she represented like she was like winter or ice or something like that she had like because i had gray hair right and i still wear i still wear it sometimes um but she had like gray in her hair and she was like wintry like she was like I can't believe I forgot this character's name. (laughs) And then I, we thought that that's what they were going to make me. And then Tessa was sitting down and she was like, well, you know, Robin's a, she's a school teacher. Why don't we put her with Samantha Smart? Samantha Smart, you know, is the board of, you know, education and all that stuff. And so I found that out about a year or so ago that it was Tessa that suggested that I become the disciplinarian. Yeah. which was really cool. And I was like, okay, cool. Did you have a lot of time with Tessa? Like, I mean, that, that why, why she thought of you necessarily, or just, do you know, like, were you guys close or something and she was trying to help you out? We trained here. We trained here at the, um, at the same place in Florida for a while before she moved. And she's, you know, really cool with me and uh, a few other people, other people that I'm really close to. And so we were, we were talking and I did her seminar before, which was great. She holds really good seminars. Um, so that's how we have our connection and we're, we're really cool. We're cool. That's cool. Um, so, so where you're at now, like, I mean, you, you've been doing wrestling, you've been in a lot of feuds and wow and that sort of thing. But, uh, what what I thought was kind of interesting is like, it seems like you got a lot of connections in wrestling too. Um, weird, right? (laughs) The, um, the other day, I mean, well, I say the other day, this is back in, gosh, time means nothing right now to me, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, I think it was back in June, you put out a tweet and you had a thing on there, uh, saying you were having a conversation with Big Swole and, uh, you were talking about like helping to shape wrestling and, and trying to keep it positive. This is uh, like, I think during the speaking out movement that was going on, that was Uh huge. And uh, so you were talking about women's place and especially like behind the scenes, you're talking about never seeing a woman of color in any position uh, behind the scenes and that sort of thing. So you got really interested in booking and uh, actually creatively. And uh, so where we're at now and the reason we're talking right now is because, I mean, uh, on September 18th, you got Hell Hath No Fury, Mission Pro Wrestling, and you are head of creative. They made that announcement and everything. Like, did that, do you think that tweet, like, directly led to that part of it? I feel, because I posted that, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. So, summer last year, uh, the latter part of last year, um, I had a conversation with Swole. I also had a conversation with Aja Prayer. She's the ref now, um, mm-hmm. and, and WWE. 
and we were sitting at the airport and I was like, one of my goals is to really just do something behind the scenes. You know what I mean? I was like, I want to write, I want to book, I want to, I want to do it all behind the scenes because you don't see a person like me behind the scenes. And I'm passionate about writing. I look, like I said, I love coming up with stories. I can picture matches in my head. Um, I, I love it. And so she was like, do it, do it. You know what I mean? And that's why when all the speaking out came out, you know, the women weren't feeling comfortable. And I'm like, hey, you know, I can help you guys. Because I was the one that kind of put it out there. Like, um, there should be some kind of universal code of, you know, sexual harassment, things like that. And so I put that out there. And then right after I did that, I was like, hey, if anybody is looking to expand, you know, and would like a female to help them behind the scenes, you know, whether it's just helping to make sure the locker room's okay, to help book the women's division or anything like that. Cause women, women were not feeling comfortable, you know, in that environment because it would only be maybe two, no more than four women in a locker room of 20 men. So it's like, who can they go to? You know what I mean? Cause they don't want to tick off, you know, somebody and then that person go tells the booker, there's that you know what I mean I've always been one to really get along with pretty much anybody that I've crossed you know anybody I've came across in this business and so I'm easy to talk to so I'm like hey you know I love writing I love you know what I mean I'm I feel like I'm really good at coming up with stories for people you know I learned from the best um at reality of wrestling I learned you know behind the scenes stuff as well so you know if you want to book me go ahead and literally like 24 hours later I got hit up by Thunder Rosa and then also got hit up by a couple other promotions and so I'm like yeah let's do it you know that's cool well um now when I when I've heard you talk before you were talking about um I heard you on one interview you were talking about like uh some the, the other person was saying that like wrestlers it never leaves you. You never, it's always in your blood or something. And you always want to wrestle or something, but you were like, I can't do this forever. And yeah. uh, you were kind of like, so I'm, I, I see myself working my way into something else. So it sounds like yeah. you had that plan for a while, but then you were talking about like, uh, I think commentary or um, mm -hmm. you mentioned managing and stuff like that. Yeah. that. This booking thing, like, is, is that, that's always been part of it for you? Uh, Kind of originally it was commentary because okay. I've had the opportunity to work with like a great commentary team over at uh, Reality of Wrestling, so they helped me hone that, and it helped that I did sports reporting. You know, so I'm comfortable, you know, talking in front of a camera. That's why promos to me are my favorite thing in wrestling. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I am more drawn to promos than I am the, you know, the wrestling side of it. Wrestling is cool. It's great. I love promos, which is why, like, I love listening to Jericho stuff. He is still, like, fire after all these years. Right. And, it, you know what I mean? His stuff is, is is so freaking good. I love watching his promos. Well, and, I think, I think not to cut you up, but I think, like, all the time I'm watching and stuff like Jericho or um, just different promos I've seen from people that yeah. a, a good promo can sell the match. And, it like, as long as the match is passable, like, that's fine. Uh -huh. Like, people just – enjoy the build to it and the actual you know like the conflict between the two people yeah for sure and it just I don't know, commentary was always my thing but then I I say about a year ago that's when I started looking at booking and wanting mm -hmm. to like write stories and stuff like that because uh, you probably can't see it my hat says realist because okay. that's literally what I am because I'm not trying to wrestle when I'm 50 you know yeah. what I mean I'm not even trying to wrestle when I'm 40 um, because I, I just, I don't want to put my body through that. You okay. know, there, there are other things that I would like to achieve and I'm like, I kind of need my body, you know, I don't, I don't want to break and snap something, you know, like I said, I, you know, kudos to you. If that's what you end up doing, that's not going to be me. I feel like, um, but being a booker, uh, you you must like abuse anyway, though. Even though you're acting like you don't, I just <laughs> feel like the writers, like you know, you're 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 asking for it anyway. I don't. I mean, I don't know that that's going to happen with like this Mission Pro show. I feel like everybody's like really wanting this to succeed, and so yeah. I, I, hopefully, fans. 
I don't know. I, 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 you spend too much time on Twitter, you start seeing some wild stuff. So like, which but. is why I avoid. Like I, <laughs> if I did not have to, I would not be on social media. Do you know how long Santana had been trying to get me to get like an Instagram since 2016? I did not get an Instagram till like October 2018. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And then she's like, okay, are you gonna get an Instagram? And I'm just like, shit, I gotta get one. But <laughs> it's like it's like a necessity now but yeah it's yeah. like it's got to be this I, I'm, I'm trying to work on this myself because I'll find like I don't know I, I think I have like undiagnosed ADD or something but like <laughs> yeah. I can get lost for like an hour yeah. and not, not even realize what's happening I'm just starting to read stuff but it, trying to make it more about like all output no input like just get in there and get out what I need to get out and just stop looking at it but yeah it's tough sometimes it, but, uh, you know, but I'm I'm just glad that I I have thick skin anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, say what you want to say, because I'm real kind of laid back, real simple. If I don't like what you say, you're gonna get a couple words, not so nice words, and then I'm gonna go on about my day. So, I don't know how anybody's a wrestler that doesn't have thick skin. I mean, you may have met them, but I mean, when you go out there and like, I mean, dress like you are half the time for like it, yeah. to be in matches. You know, you got less clothes than most people do when they go to work, and so. Yeah. And you're out in front of everybody in the middle of a ring and like everybody's yeah. like staring at you critically. Everything, <laughs> especially, especially being a woman, like women get nitpicked so bad about their bodies and it's just sad. And I think it's so, I think it's so stupid and so ignorant because I'm just like, now, would you really say that to somebody's face? Right. You know what I mean? So, so like anything people say, I'm just like, but would you say that to would you say that to my face? I've been called, not necessarily talking about my weight, but I've been called some not so nice names. And, you know, I'm like, but would you say that to my face? <laughs> no, no, it's crazy. They, they wouldn't. They, I, I don't know why, like people, yeah, it's, it's messed up. It's, uh, I, I try to always be like really considerate when I'm talking to people now, because I've been to these shows like, uh, and, yeah. and just see, I don't know. Um, one of the cool things about the NWA audience, like uh, not to make this about that, but at, like the power tapings and stuff is like, yeah. it was enough of a close knit group of people like watching these things that anytime somebody would start up with something that seemed disrespectful, like immediately they were shouted down. Like they just were like, Nope, we don't do that. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Cut it yeah. down. And uh, so anyway, um, so, so you don't, when, when you're head of creative with like mission pro, like, did you, did you get to, have a hand like actually in the booking then like you got to like help who was who's on the show itself yes yes um in charge of the booking um in charge of the matchups um then of course you know like there's approval like you know what i mean like okay yeah this you know and one of the things that and i'm putting it out there don't care who hears it um if you have a an ego. If you have an ego, I don't want you a part of the locker room. Gotcha. Simply put, I don't want you a part of the locker room. Me and Thunder Rosa, we definitely have that understanding of no egos in that locker room because I have no issue walking up to you and be like, yeah, this ain't going to work. <laughs> Sorry, this ain't going to work. So all the women that are booked for this show, I'm pretty familiar with, very familiar with a handful of them. And I'm just like, this is a good person. This is a good person. I just want that to be a strong locker room. Right. You know what I mean? With whoever I bring in there, I, I want no arrogance. I don't, you know, just chill. Let's work together to put on a great show. That's all it takes. We're all grown people. If there's an issue, feel free to come talk to me about it. I'm not going to handle it in front of everybody, but I'll pull you off to the side and we'll have a conversation. So yeah, that when it comes to booking, that's definitely one of the main things I look at. Okay. How is this person, you know, in the locker room? Are they, are they cool? Do they have a good, you know, rep? You know what I mean? I, I think about that stuff and like, I, I know, I feel like I know majority of female wrestlers, which is really weird. You know what I mean? I, I don't know, maybe because I've been to so many like all women shows and stuff like that. It, but I, I'm very proud of the people that I picked for this show and the women that I'm going to pick for the future shows. Yeah, it's exciting. Like the looking at the lineup you got on there, and uh, it, it um, 
I, that, that was actually going to be my next question is like, it, it, are they all people like, you know, uh, from somewhere? And, uh, so that's interesting. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's cool because you get to see like a crossover too, with like Thunder Rosa from NWA and big swoles in there. Who's on AEW a lot right now, which I mean, uh-huh. I guess Thunder Rosa's on AEW now too, but, yeah, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's cool. And I, I've seen a lot of these names out there, but honestly, like, I mean, aside from YouTube and doing research now, like a lot of them were people I didn't know um, mm-hmm. very well. And so I'm seeing matches, even when like you're wrestling, like I've, I've watched a ton of your stuff now, but um, uh-huh. you know, no offense, I wasn't super familiar with you before. Yeah. Cause I'm kind of, it's like I'll appear on shows, but I'm kind of low key. I guess I'm not, I'm not necessarily out there on social media because I hate social media. If I can be completely honest, I, <laughs> I hate it. Um, it's just, I, I don't know, because I feel like sometimes people use it for validation. Like, you know, you have to like every single post I put, otherwise it's just, ugh. Yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, not me. No. And um, no, it's just these women, I know what they're capable of and the matchups. A lot of those matchups are matches that people have never seen before. Okay. You know what I mean? Like with the, um, uh, Rachel Rose versus Elena, you know what I mean? It's like, it's so funny. I, even though I'm not big on social media, right. Things stick out to me like Elena, like Elena Black. Like I saw her on a couple, didn't really see like a ton of her matches, but I saw her and I was like, I feel like there's something about her. I want to see what she's about. And I want to see her go up against a really good heel like Rachel Rose. So I got them together. And then the same thing with um, Jenna Van Muscles, like, you know, this big, strong powerhouse. Never been in Texas before, never wrestled in Texas, coming to find out. She's going against one of Texas's um, sweethearts, you know, Roxy. You know, how is that? You know, Roxy is this really tiny girl and you got this, you know, tall muscle house, you know what I mean? So that's the thing that I was thinking of as I was booking is like, okay, what is the story when I put these two together? You know what I mean? I I like to come up with matches that people have never seen before. Right. Right. No, that's, that's pretty interesting. So I, I mean, I already look at wrestling as an art anyway, and I know a lot of people take it seriously in that way in the ring. And, uh, one of our co-hosts on the live stream, uh, is a PhD. He's a, he's in uh, education also, but he's a, he also always talks about it being high art and all this stuff. And, uh, he, uh, but anyway, I say all that to say, like, it feels like that might even get more. Um, so if you're, booking like does it get do you feel like it gets more personal for you that that it succeeds or or that it you know does it change the dynamic about how you feel about the show now that you're actually like kind of in control of how it's supposed to play i'm i'm more excited like i'm more excited like okay we we got these it's like we'll we'll get the the girls picked that we wanted or the women picked for the show and then i'm like okay and then it's like a puzzle piece all right let's put these two together let's put these two together they have two different styles let's see what they look like let's tell the story you know this girl's coming in i just love storytelling you know i love creating these matches that people have never seen before you know what i mean because there are times let's be real there are times where it's like the same people working each other over and over and over again i wanted to bring in some different faces that people in texas have never seen before I wanted to give the Texas women the opportunity to work women that that have never been to the state before. Um, it's it's so much fun for me to be able to create stuff that I feel like is gonna work well and that I hope works well because right. like I'm excited as hell for this show because I I you know I I know I'm gonna be backstage you know what I mean trying to handle all this stuff. But my goal is to be able to sit down and watch and just watch how they interact with the crowd. Can people, when as soon as you hit the curtain, are people going to know that you're heel, face, you know what I mean? You want right. to have that distinction. I'm so, I have like such an old school mentality and that's because of Booker. Yeah. Like, you know, he he's that old school mentality thinker. And so I picked that up from him. So. What do you, um, 
what do you think about, uh, I, I don't want to, you know, make you get too deep into this if you don't want to, but like, what do you think about women's wrestling right now? Like, cause it feels like, cause I'll just tell you what I'm thinking of is like, it felt like for a minute there, like it was getting really hot. Like it was like, I mean, by the time it got to Becky, Charlotte, Rhonda, like all of that stuff, there was the whole pay-per-view that WWE did. And so I know it exists on the independent scene too, but I mean, even in mainstream, like WWE, it was getting legit and like the four horse women there's uh oscar and Kyrie Sane. there's like i don't know and then it feels like somehow along the way like at least with like some of the promotions like the women aren't getting as much time now yeah. like and it's it's yeah. like it's backing up a little bit like it took you know what what's the phrase like two steps forward one step back or something something like that yeah. you know what i mean like what's uh like what how do you feel about all that i actually i agree with you I do agree with you. I feel like, um, and it's not just me that feels like this. It's also other women that I've seen talk about it where they're just like, you know, you guys can book more than one women's match. I have always, always, always been an advocate when I was at reality of wrestling. Um, when the division got shut down in 2015, the beginning part, every, every month Booker, is there a women's match to show? No. Okay. Booker's there, women's match. You know what I mean? I did that for five or six months straight. And then they came up to me and they were like, okay, we're going to bring the division back. We're going to put it around you. And I was like, holy cow. They were like, do you have anybody you want to bring in? And I was like, hell yeah, Ember Moon. Can we get, can we get Athena in here? She was going by Athena at the time because I wanted to start building that back up. And I have always been an, I say that to say this, when they put the division on my back, I always wanted there to, at minimum, be two women's matches per show. Right. And that's the issue that's going on now. It's always, it seems like with a lot of shows that are male-dominated, there's always just one women's match. And sometimes the women's matches don't get a lot of time. And so I'm just like, if you're going to only give one women's match to the crowd, give them some time you know what i mean but i I've, I've always felt like there should at least be two women's matches per show if not more right and so i do i do agree with you where i feel like it's kind of dipped and people don't want to see it so my goal is with this show is to or any other promotion that i'm working for is to really spotlight the women you know what i mean and Hopefully it's okay for me to mention this other promotion, but the other promotion I work for, Generation Championship Wrestling, they, they're allowing me to do that as well. You know, right. you know, Robin, who do you want to bring in? You know, like, and I sit down, I talk to them, I give them my choices, and they're like, great choices. I say, can we, I said, all I ask is minimum two women's matches per show. Just to spotlight the women more, you know what I mean? Give more women opportunities instead of the same two over and over. So that's what I think. And I think that there needs to be that, that rise again. I, I'm not sure why it dipped off, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I believe you. I, I think you can do it. Like I, I, I just meeting you and I already have faith in you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, uh, you know, don't, the, the name, this is the NWA. We started out strictly covering NWA, but we're like expanding out now, like trying to cover more things. So we like this mission pro thing. We got really behind it. So I'm excited even for the GCW thing to see, see what you do over there. That'd be cool. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, all right, I'll make it lighter for you. What are your favorite, like, since you're going to be creative in this one, like what, what are some of your favorite like stories in wrestling that you've seen? Like what's, what's stuff that stands out to you? I love when it, there are two, two, I'm just going to say people. Cause are we, are we talking more women's wrestling or it doesn't matter? Well, yeah. I mean, as I said it, I was like, I guess I couldn't mean like what style of story or just like in general, like I loved it in WCW when Harlem heat fought the Steiner brothers or something like that, you know, just like oh, in general, gotcha. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, I love seeing two different styles. Okay. I love seeing do, um, two different styles. One of the more recent matches, I think this was a year, year and a half, maybe two years ago, was when AJ Styles went against Chad Gable. Okay, yeah. For some reason, that match stuck out to me before it even started because I'm like, I can't wait to I'm, – I'm very interested. I'm drawn to this match. I love matches where there are two different styles going on because it's like which one is going to get the upper hand. I love when there 
is a, you know, when there's a tall, like a really big or tall person versus somebody that's smaller. Right. Um, again, I point to the Jenna Van Muscles Roxy match. I'm, you know, I want to see how that ends up going, you know, um, two different styles. She has like the, the more Lucha quick style and, you know, Jenna's like big powerhouse. So is she going to be able to break her down? That kind of stuff. Um, I also love seeing when it's like two, two tall girls, like two big girls, like, you know, I have someone in mind for Jenna in the future. I cannot wait to see this matchup. Like, I don't even like, I don't even want to go into it too much. I just, I can't, I can't wait for it. Yeah. Because it's two totally like, they're both tall girls, but they like just looking at them totally oh god i'm, I'm i feel like i'm talking too much I'm, I'm like, no you're not at all this is it man this is it like just hearing you talk about it and be excited about it that's why yeah. i think i think a lot of people got this uh perception of wrestling now like at least with the big companies that there's just a bunch of people just in suits just sitting back there just like i don't care just do this or whatever yeah. to, to see somebody who's actually like pumped up and just like, yeah, yeah I want to see this work. I, I think this will be good. And then, you know, Dude, just like, I can't wait. Just, just thinking about, I knew before I even booked the show, I was like, I got to get this particular person in here to go against this particular person. Cause I think the crowd is going to go freaking nuts. I think just, I don't, yeah, I'm just excited about it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, all of these matchups look awesome that I'm looking at. I mean, one thing that, uh, me and uh, Dr. Dr. Stinson on the show that we do, um, he, uh, we're excited about Thunder Rosa versus Lindsay Snow, too. Like, we're real yeah. pumped about that because the, uh, mm -hmm. I've seen, I've actually seen Lindsay wrestle a lot, or not a lot, but I've seen, like, her YouTube and stuff, and she was at NWA tapings. That was the first time I saw her. She did, like, the circle squared there and wrestled okay. in a match. And uh, uh, so I'm familiar with her. And I always thought it'd be kind of, I, I think that's a cool pairing, especially since they both got the like MMA kind of style. Like they're both like yep. BJJ like style wrestling and stuff. Like they, they just seem like legit badasses and like, yeah. you just want to see them like go head to head and see what that I looks feel like. like they're going to knock the crap out of each other. And that's what it seems I like. I am here for it. <laughs> I am here for it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so is there, is there one, I know this may be like trying to pick your, pick your favorite baby or something, but like, is there one uh, thing in particular, like your, like one match that you're looking forward to most? I, uh, that's, that's hard. It's hard. I know one match that, um, that's on there that we haven't talked about was the, um, La Rosa versus, um, Swole. Yeah. I think that's going to be very entertaining. Just because they're both like La Rosa, like when she gets out there, you know, she's talking her smack and Ariel's like, well, I'm going to talk smack too. So what are you going to do? So I think that's going to be very entertaining. It, oh, God. The tag match. Um, both of those women have similar styles, which is why I put them together. Like, you know, I just, it's like I said, I, it's crazy what I know without being out there on social media a lot. It's, I don't know. I just, I pick things up quick cause I'm very observant. Right. So what I do see, like, you know, that it sticks in my head. Well, I saw this person wrestle like this and this person do this. So I wonder what would happen if I put them together. Is that, you know, like the whole puzzle piece thing. I just, I just want to see the whole show. I just want to see the whole show. So yeah. do I. I'm excited for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even writing it. So it's uh no, this is, this is fun. I, I appreciate you talking to me about it. I, I like seeing how passionate you seem about it. And uh, yeah. hell man, Stenson's like, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's going there. He's flying to Texas. He's like from Georgia. Oh, yeah. He's like up around Atlanta and he's, he's flying all the way in just to, just awesome. to go to this show. He's, he's pumped. Awesome. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to have to watch it on the title match network, uh, which is where mm. everybody else can watch it. Um, is there, is there one last thing I'll ask you this, and this is kind of the same question, but it, similar. Is there some, is there something you hope people get out of this or like that they notice when they watch this? Is there something you know, that when you're, when you're sitting here plotting this thing out and you're planning and, and writing, like, is there something like you hope people take away from it once they watch that show? Respect women's wrestling. Yeah. Really, to really sum it up, um, I feel like women are getting overlooked. Um, I feel like women that should be given opportunities are overlooked and it's, I'm tired of it. And 
you know, I'm not even in the ring and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of seeing it. And like I said, I'm a realist. So I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like I am tired of seeing the same handful of girls everywhere. That's me being completely honest. Don't care if, you know, if you feel like this is directed at you, you know, well, lace them bitches up, you know, put them shoes on, lace them up, you know, and if the shoe fits and I just, I, there are, there's still so much talent out there. I know people are like, oh, all the talent's gone, blah, blah, blah. That is not true. And that's what I want to accomplish here at Mission Pro Wrestling is showing that there is still talent out there. You know what I mean? They just weren't giving, they, they weren't given as many opportunities as I feel like they should have. And that's what I want to do with everyone. I want to, everybody that has contacted me, there's so many people that have contacted me that I couldn't put on this show, but I told them, and I made sure to get back to them within 24 hours. I told them, I do want to use you. So don't think just because you're not on the show that I'm not going to use you. I'm not going to do that because everybody just wants an opportunity. And that's what I want to do. So. Yeah, no, it's hard to top that. That's a, that's a beautiful way of putting it. And and I, I guess I just thought of something else real quick. Just um, mm -hmm. are, are you hoping that like, with the mission pro thing that it's um, is it, is it being looked at as like more one-off pay-per-views or like you, or you guys are hoping this is like a regular thing and like things you're going to carry over from, from month to month or whatever it is. We would love to have it as much as possible. I know I'm already working on booking the next show. Um, the goal is to, if not have it every month, have it every six weeks so like a month and a half so especially in 2021 we're hoping all this stuff clears up and you know we could really travel you know um work with people that are in different states work with other promotions and things like that we it's not just a one-off it we're hoping that this could really build and grow right okay well robin reed it is been an honor and a pleasure to talk to you. You were Thank you were you. everything I was hoping for. You, you, Thank you. Uh, smart <laughs> um, and passionate and everything. And this is <laughs> this is cool. This is what we want. We're excited Thank about you. it. Tell everybody before I let you go. Tell them where they cannot see you talk on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge me, bro. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram um, at the t h e e dot black dot diamond that's instagram um if you want to follow me on my other instagram it's for wow it's wow underscore disciplinarian uh twitter is underscore robin reed all one word um facebook is robin reed okay so you can no. find me Perfect. And uh, Mission Pro is easy to find on all of the stuff. It's like Mission Pro Wrestling on Instagram. And uh, um, so I, I, right as I let you go here, I noticed in all of this, you didn't say you had quit wrestling yet. So is there a chance that uh, that, that we see uh, you show up on one of these cards someday? know if, if somebody makes me mad enough i don't want to you know i want to be backstage just kind of chilling directing traffic you know hopefully are you directing it with the paddle yeah exactly bring that oh my god if you ever see that thing in real life like <laughs> i accidentally whacked myself as we were filming something and yeah it was it was pretty bad but you know it you know i'm chilling hopefully nobody you know crosses my path if not i gotta bring out the beret and the shades or the paddle or whatever take care okay. of business I believe it. I believe you will. All right. Thank you so much for doing this. All right. Thank you.